Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Booyah. Look who we got. Hey! Here. <laughs> it's the number one Miles Straw fan here, baby. Look at this. Look at this. Can you see it? Uh, can you see it? Yeah, we got Miles the straw. straw. We got there the straw. Is. There I got it is. the Miles Straw. We I don't even know how this came up. Tyvis will tell the story. Yeah, remind we me. Was sit, we were sitting here one day, and yeah. you was just grilling Miles Strong. Yeah. And I was up. like, if he hits a home run, would you wear his jersey? He said, yeah, yeah I'll wear it. Mm-hmm. So and he finally hit a home run like last Two weeks later, boom, he hit a home run. I'm like, oh, man, I got to I gotta go buy this jersey. So I went to, the, went to the Guardians team shop mm. before I got here. Got the they had, a, and everything. They had enough material for, to, to accommodate Bull. What <laughs> happened? There it is. <laughs> Uh-huh. What happens next? Miles Straw's next home run of Florida <laughs> falls into the ocean. What's happening next? Uh, he might be on the road. Mm. He might be on the road. Yeah. <laughs> All the, the Canadian ice shield going to melt. Going to melt. They yeah. say it, it come in, home runs come in bunches. Once you mm. see it go over one time, it's like, yeah. you know, it's possible again. That's true. You never know. But listen, it, yeah. all you need to do It's is, a nice jersey though, actually. And, Very comfortable. And, and, and if matches goes well with my, my red shirt that I was and, wearing and today. And it's stitched on. So what you need to do <laughs> all, say it's stitched. All, all you need to do right now is you get yeah. you a seam ripper. Yeah. And then you go ahead and get that straw off the back, change that to bull, put yeah. you a, a fictitious number one there. That's right. All of a sudden you rocking and rolling. Brand new jersey on type. That's it. Ohio State He's money. On time. Ohio State money. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to show you how to work that. Look. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm, indir- I'm indirectly getting NIL. <laughs> NIL. Here. Yeah, yeah, there you go. go. I got a jersey. That's $10 you can get off that. That's crazy. Are we missing a light or something? Does it look darker in here or something? It's two black, people, crazy? two black people on the set. <laughs> 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 Diversity matters here at UCSS. Yes, it does. I'm gonna pass out. Matters. I'm gonna pass out. <laughs> you know okay. when we get together, it just conglomerate. Yeah. It just it's a it's a it's a synergy thing. And I well, guess like, honestly, it's yeah. the white jersey. Oh, is that what it you, is? You're wearing something whiter than you. It is crispy white, <laughs> and it's so funny too. It's crispy white. When we no, first, I'm serious. Like that's not a joke. Okay, you're right. You're probably right. So when you we first started the show. It was like, you got to wear makeup, you're on TV, and we all wore makeup for the first couple of months. Yeah. I haven't put makeup on in a year. Oh, well, probably. yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Well, I put makeup on my wife, but yeah, yeah we have, I haven't you. even done that, but I haven't done my face in a while. No, no, no. Right? actually, I lost my, I lost my power. Yeah. When I was doing the Big Ten, I did the tailgate show yeah. last year. Mm-hmm. I saw I put my powder on. I like stashed my powder. Yeah. And when I went to go grab it, somebody stole it. Was gone. It. Somebody so, stole your power. Yeah. Powder. So, <laughs> therefore, there it is. So anyway, some big flesh. Some big anniversaries coming up this this month, Mike. Uh, this Friday, I won't be here this Friday because it's my son's school orientation, and I wanted to go, and it's during the same time we have the show, so I'm off Friday. But Friday is tw- is my twelfth anniversary living in Cleveland. Wow. Let's go, Bull. That's big time. Man, that 12 years. I can't wow. believe it. Wow. If you would have told me when I moved here 12 years ago that I would still be living here in 2023, I would have never – I would have said, no chance. <laughs> I don't want to be living here, blah, 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 when I moved here. 
And now I'm happy as a clam in, uh, in shit. I don't know. Clam <laughs> a pig in shit. There you go. That's what it is. I'm as happy as a pig in shit. It's more appropriate. Uh, <laughs> and, and we're off to a great start. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and, and, and it's also the reason I moved here 12 years ago is for a new job. And that was to be the afternoon host along with Dustin Fox on 92.3 The Fan. And so it's going to be the 12th anniversary of The Fan. That's on August 29th. For some reason, my old radio station, G's current radio station, Earl still works there as well. Um, I would love to go on as a guest, but I've been banned from being a guest. I don't know why. I mean, I'd love to know. I've I've spoken with, with Andy Roth. And I, I don't, maybe it has to do with Tom, my old boss there. I don't know what it is, but I've been banned from, I'm not allowed to be a guest on a station that I helped build. Helped. I'm not saying I built it myself. I certainly didn't. Helped build and was loyal to. And because I wanted to make a change in my life, I've been banned by the station. As a, as a, good, as a good friend of both Nick Wilson and Dustin Fox, do you think, you know, you, you think they can get you in there? Uh, no, that I wouldn't even put them in that position. Um, you know, Dustin and I still speak all the time. Not all the time, but we speak enough. I speak to Keith still. I speak to Lima. Those are the guys I still speak to more, most often. And Nick and I text sometimes. Uh, but so I'm not going to put them in that position. But I think it's embarrassing by the powers that be that they uh, would, would not let me be on as a guest. I'm sure I will not be acknowledged on the anniversary because we just, you know, blow off people. And I don't know why they're celebrating the anniversary on August 25th. When the anniversary is August 29th, that's inappropriate. Uh, maybe that was the only day Ken could be there. I'm not sure. That seems to be all they care about is Ken, who I love and who's great. But uh, that seems to be you – know, Ken got the, the front headline. A few other guys were in the background. You know, you got a bunch of guys that have been there forever. Jonathan Peterlin, Daryl Ryder, Jeff, uh, Jeff Thomas, a lot of behind this Keith Britton. He's been there since the beginning. He may be the most important person at that station. G. Bush has established himself. Let me explain something to you folks. I apologize to G if I'm putting you in a tricky spot. Oh, uh, you know, I've, 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 we, 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 we've yeah. spoken yeah. That over there. We, you know, we're all okay. good. And so the, 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 G, G didn't ask thought. me to say any of this, and if I get him in trouble, I apologize. You want me to stop now? <laughs> you're, you're a okay. grown man. I can't Let stop. me just say something. <laughs> I have worked in the media... For over twenty, for about twenty-five years, I've I, until this last year and change, I worked in radio my whole career. I know the business pretty well. To establish a regular audience and to become a personality on a once-a-week show is almost impossible to do. I have I, I honestly can barely think of any people that have ever done that in radio. It's an anomaly. It's a one in a thousand thing at best at best and g has done that with the barbershop he has an audience that loves him that can't wait for him to be on now he fills in sometimes during the week but that's his show and to have a show established like that to the point where he has a built-in audience that loves him and is locked into everything he wants to say for him to be acknowledged by, I believe it was Cleveland Scene Magazine, right? Cleveland Scene? Mm-hmm. Cleveland Scene Magazine on their top list is one of the five best sports guys in Cleveland. For a guy who, until this show started, was, was, 
was a weekend host mostly only. King of YouTube. Is bonkers, is unheard of. And so he should have been acknowledged on that, certainly, because what you've done with that show is almost never done. And that's not just in Cleveland, in which, where it's not done, period. But across the country, in my experience, it almost never happens. I could think of maybe one or two other examples in 20 years of doing radio. It's a near impossibility, and you've done that. So you should be very proud of that. Well, thank you for the yeah. glaring, you know, the, the, the ringing endorsement. You know, I'm, I'm always happy. I appreciate everybody who supports me because without the people, you know, I'm, I'm here because of the people. I'm here because, you know, they are locked in and they do appreciate me. So I want to thank right. you, my friend, for thank acknowledging that. And, um, you know, I spoke to the people at 92. We all good. They got some good guys over there, bro. I, you know, I'm teammates with a lot of people. I'm teammates with them, Lima. Um, Phelps, Basket, all of those. Jonathan Peterlin, he's a fellow weekend guy himself. So, you know, shout out. And I've always and I've always never hated. I've always said one thing. They gave me my first opportunity to get in the game. I, you can't change that forever and ever. I'll, I'll, I'll be indebted because they did give me an opportunity, whatever, how many days a week that is. So we've spoken about it, but I do appreciate you, my good sir, Thank for you. acknowledging, Thank um, you. you know, well what deserved. we built. Well deserved. And Jonathan Peterlin deserves recognition. He is kicking ass in the ratings at night, which never happens. Never. Shout out to at Peterlin. Night. Shout out to oh, Jeff Thomas. Shout out to The fan has never done great night. at night until Peterlin. Go ahead. Appreciate you. It's not just your 12-year anniversary, Bull. We also have another special anniversary of a guy from behind the glass. What up, man? Yesterday was my one-year anniversary at the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. I just want to... Look at that! Look at that. Yeah, oh. man. Like, oh, you, you are taking me in. Yeah! Shout out to Bull. <laughs> you know, Bull has, has helped sharpen my skills, man. Shout out to Steve Becker for giving me the opportunity. Mike and Anthony and Steve behind the glass. Like, I love being here. It's helped grow my career. I came into this game thinking, damn, I want to be a sports radio talk host. Not even knowing that one day I'll be on TV in some shape or form. So, love being here. G, all I'm going to tell the fans is every Saturday, yeah, I'm going to be the producer like Suge Knight. We're going to pull up to the barbershop every Saturday, and we're going to give y'all a fire-ass show every single Saturday, no matter who recognizes it or don't, man. So, shout-out to everybody at UCSS. Shout-out to everybody that support the brand. And shout-out to everybody that support everything that we all individually do. The East Coast ain't That's got right. love for Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. <laughs> huh? Has the East Coast ain't got love for Snoop Dogg? If you want to, hey, if you if you don't want the producer all dancing the, all, all in the videos, videos dancing, dancing, come on to death row. <laughs> classic, classic. So we got a jam-packed show today yeah. on top of this. Bo, I thought what you said was very eloquent and well put. G. Yeah. Bush, Tyvis, Earl, we love it. On this show, we love you guys. We're, we're one team. Everybody's a member of the team, unlike other places. Go ahead. So yesterday we talked about the reports from the first day of joint practices between yeah. the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles and the Cleveland Browns, and the consensus was it was a pretty even split. Browns held their own in some regards. Eagles won some parts, but... Overall, a pretty even split. The reports from day two, not as positive in terms of the Cleveland side of things. From all accounts, it appears the Eagles did what they did to almost every team in the NFL last year, and that was impose their will and come out on top. We didn't freak out too much yesterday, and, and Bollinger, you were here, Tyvis, you weren't, about the positive reports out of Philadelphia from the joint practice. Are you reacting negatively to the not as encouraging reports from day two? I'm not, guys, and I want to hear from you because – 
I, I, I've been, I mean, I've said this a million times. I take almost nothing into pra- practice and uh, preseason from me. Obviously, there's value to it for the coaches, for the players, for the team. But as an observer, and as is not the case with you guys because you played and, and obviously Tyvis played in the NFL and G played high-level college football, I didn't. So for most of us who don't even know what it's like to be on that realm of playing – we don't, like, who the hell knows? I don't know what these guys are working on. It's just like with spring training, right? Sometimes a pitcher will get blown up in spring training. And you'll be like, oh, well, should I worry about that? And then it'll be like, no, he was working on a slider that day. <laughs> he was only throwing sliders. Or he was only throwing change-ups. I, I, I don't say that to apologize for Deshaun Watson, because when I was told yesterday that Deshaun Watson played great, I didn't care about that either. Mm-hmm. I want I, All that matters to me is how you play in the regular season. Now, how, how you get there? Okay, you, you're do, you're figuring out how to get there. But football has become such a monster. We overcover it at this point. We're all part of that, so it, it gets so analyzed to death that we make a bigger deal of things that I don't think are that big a deal. But Tyler, let's start with you because you weren't here yesterday. Mm-hmm. Is it a is it big deal, little deal, no uh, deal? I mean, it's it's in the middle. Yeah. Um, am I happy about it? Yes and no. Um, the thing about this is that you know. It was good to see them have a good day and a bad day. Now, the way that these joint practices, let's 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 go, let's take you behind the NFL yeah. scenes for practices. So maybe on Monday it was all first and second down day, you know. So yeah. you're running a bunch of first and second down plays. You know, if you get the first down, you win that you win that rep. Okay. Today or yesterday might have been third downs red zone period which it pretty much it usually is. So if they didn't do, have success in, on third down or in the red zone, I think it was good for the Browns because up until this point, all we've been hearing about is, oh, they're this. They're great. They're Deshaun Watson look like this. That offense looks like that. We've seen them against the Redskins for one drive. They look magnificent. But it hasn't been too many times where we said that they've not looked great. I think what happened yesterday, if they did get dominated in practice, it's a good thing because now it challenges not only the players but the coaching staff. We need to be better in the red zone and in the third down. Where did we struggle last year? The red zone. We can't score in the red zone. Then Kevin Stefanski now has to become a better play caller. He's, he, he went up against a good defense who I don't know if they play him in the regular season or not. I don't think they do. No. But to go up against a team that went to the Super Bowl – and to struggle like that is is now challenging the players. They got to get better. Coach Stefanski and the play callers got to get better. So I think it was good for them to get dominated like this. Now, not great that they did. It. Obviously, it was a practice, so it really doesn't matter. Um, obviously, the preseason games is pretty vanilla, so you're not going to really get a chance to see what you got anyways. But in practice, those two practices, it's a free fall. You call exactly what you want to call so you can see what works and what doesn't work. And yesterday they found out a lot of things that they want to do on third down or in the red zone don't work. So now it's back to the drawing board for Stefanski. The good news is today is what, August 16th? The season don't start to September 10th. He got, what, 24 days to figure this thing out? I think it was good that the Eagles got something off like this to happen, and it'll it'll make the Browns a better team moving into the season. Gee, what say you? You know, I don't – it's it's not that – it's not, you know, earth-shattering. It's like – you know, I can give you an example, you know, being just back in high school, you know, we uh, we won a state championship and then the next year it was brand new people playing. And so what, what ended up happening was, you know, we 
we had a group of individuals that didn't have much experience and we was going through our, our scrimmages and we were scrimmaging St. Ignatius and I remember um, scrimmaging uh, Sandusky and then coming back and scrimmaging Steubenville and now being like the national champions and we had all these division one athletes, you know, we went to Steubenville and won in, in a scrimmage by one point. And they're like, bro, you guys are going to be terrible. Like, we were still messing with rotations. I don't even think I was starting at that time. Like, it was just like we were still tinkering with l different lineups. And I just remember going through that and being like, you know, thinking that you were horrible. But the, it's always good to think that you're, 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 you're worse than you are than going into the season thinking you're better than you are. Because at least when you go into the season thinking you're worse than you are, you get there and you're like, oh. Well, we weren't that we weren't that far off. Like we was we could. But if you go into that season thinking they're like, oh, we way better than what we is, and we reading these press clippings, um, you're gonna be in trouble. I think Tyvis brings up a really good point. It's all about finding out what what works, right? And sometimes when you're doing a new playbook, and this is what I've been talking about with the playbook. This is a brand new playbook. You're trying to implement a, a, a vertical passing game. You're doing it without your, your, your top receivers in there, and you're trying to do it against the Eagles. You figure out really quick, like, oh, yeah, yeah, we thought this was going to be open. It's not. Let me get back. We, let me let me let me go back to some different route combinations, right? Because there's there's all kind of different route combinations, like you know, Tyvis. Mm -hmm. You'd be like, ooh, that route combination right there on the backside was not hot. Mm -hmm. We need to go ahead and do something else. Maybe we throw some motion in there. Maybe we'll throw another route in there. But the good thing about it is they got time to implement it. So you know, there's a lot of of what they do that cannot be calculated in a game because in a game. You you could just say, screw it. I'm going to just run the ball. I could just be physical. I could do a lot of things, scramble. But it takes a little bit of time and effort to do it 7-on-7. Seven seven. And, and, and plus, you can play the game, play the play a little bit. Like Tyvis said, it, you, some of it is, is situational football. They'll say, this is all third and fives. This is all second and mediums. Yep. This is all third and ten. If you going all third and ten, and you guys are out there running seven on seven, you're not going to be getting third and tens because there's no threat of runs. There's no threat of the quarterback moving around. They know what's coming, so you really got to execute. So that's that's why I'm not really too. too uh, I'm not really really too scared about I, anything about I, that. I just really think like you can't get too excited when practice is good, and you can't get too down when practice is bad. No. If you see. If you see that you're looking like when we would go to training camp in 2012, 2013, some of those years, and you just look at training camp, and you'd be like, there's not a lot of talented players here at all. That's one thing. Mm -hmm. But that that you could tell to some degree. But it's clear the Browns have talented players, but you don't we never know as outsiders what they're working on that particular day. Exactly. You know, so like, <laughs> I don't know how to judge it. I can't. It, we judge these things the same way we judge regular season games, which doesn't, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, I don't care about Deshaun Watson's completion percentage in a freaking practice. You can't even That's calculate. Stupid. By the way, whoever tried to calculate that, you can't. Stop that. <laughs> that I, I know y'all was out there thinking about it. Stop trying to get cute. You cannot calculate seven on seven inside period what his completion percentage would be if it was a game. That was crazy. No, yeah. It's because it's... You never know. Players go into practice with with agenda. Okay, maybe 
For like, for example, when I play DB, I would say, you know what, today what I'm going to do is I'm going to bail on every snap. I'm right. not going to press. I'm going to bail on every snap because right. I want to work on bailing. I want to work on the time exactly. that I'm bailing. So if somebody completes something, we don't know if that necessarily is going to work because I'm working on something right. else. That's right. Both so sides. it's like, That's it's why like practice. every player goes to practice like yeah. today, yesterday, I don't know. Yesterday, Deshaun Watson missed a throw or something like that. Well, today, yeah. I'm going to focus on hitting that throw. So maybe in practice, it only showed up one time where he hit the throw that he really wanted to hit that he missed yesterday. Right. Like, that would be the improvement. So you can't. It's a lot that go into it for you to judge practice. But what I did like, the one thing that I did like, because I've seen a couple of clips from practice that i seen floating on Twitter, was that i seen the young guys, the rookies. i seen uh, Isaiah McGuire get a good pass rush rep. i seen mm-hmm. Juan Jones go up against uh, – Fletcher, Brandon Fletcher, Brandon Graham. Uh, Brandon Brandon Graham, Graham, excuse me. He did had a good rep against him. So it was nice to see those young guys in there yeah. make, having some production against, you know, a team that went to the Super Bowl last year. So maybe, maybe once right. AB has actually got a, a good draft. Mikey? I do want to mention, just so people know, we're not trying to create hysteria or fear out of nothing. A lot of the... What hysteria or fear? We all said it's no No, no, I know. For the reason we're even having this discussion no. is a specific article came out from Zach Jackson. And we like Zach. He's been on the show before. This was the article he tweeted. The Browns got some good work in Philly. We've got some new tidbits and a look at the Browns versus a quality opponent. How about a stock report? And he does this weekly for stock up, stock down. And as part of this article, in the stock down section, this is what kind of went viral on Browns Twitter yesterday. Anthony cut right to it. But he wrote, in the stock down column, the passing game has been completely unimpressive. Anything that involves Deshaun Watson remaining in the pocket has been an adventure. And not since early in the camp have we seen strings of consecutive completions in any 11-on-11 period. To Tyvis's point, we don't know what they're working on. So I think anyone who's getting too worked up about this is probably looking too deep into anything, good or bad, that comes out of training camp. You could spin training camp videos just like spring training videos, just like preseason, mm-hmm. summer league, as good as you want it to look or as bad as you want it to look, and it just comes down to what you actually want to value and, there. And, so. make, and make nuggets really quickly with this situation is when you look at baseball and spring training, there's a lot of guys in spring training that are veterans they don't really play in spring training. There's not that many wear, much wear and tear in your body. I think the only guys that they worry about is pitchers and catchers, and even pitchers get hit around during during spring training because they, what if they're trying to develop a, a yeah, third or fourth pitch, right. right? And so the same thing, but here's the thing about football. After, one of the things that what I believe Zach is seeing right now is called camp fatigue. Like, when you start, one year we were at OU and we started because we had one of the first games of, of the year. I think one of our games we actually played almost in August. And we had to start two days further ahead to be ready for that game. And so we reported to camp two weeks before anybody else was. Mm. And so when you report to camp and, and, and the Browns have been in our Hall of Fame game and they went to the Greenbrier, you got to think about it. They've been there longer practicing than, more than anybody. So after a while, you get to the, about this point of the, uh, uh, the training camp, and you're like, listen, I, 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 we got to see some different people. I'm tired. My legs is tired. You know what I'm saying? Especially if your coach has been working you hard and, and stuff like that. And a lot of times, if you got more guys out, you got rookies taking those reps. You got to think about it. Rookies don't be really they not even don't know how to practice like a pro, <laughs> right? I'm sure when you get in there, they'd be like, hold on, what the? Practice Hey, chill, you got to calm down a little yeah. bit. Well, we, right, right. We get, I get that you're trying to make the team, but you got to chill out a little bit. chill out, bro. You're doing too much. Be cool. By the way, speaking of 
August football, high school football starts this weekend. Yeah, that's crazy. I was supposed to call the games, but I can't do it in Columbus because I got to do the Big Ten thing. I mean, you can't call every game, Tyvis. I'm, so, I'm mad. You can't be I'm at Big about, Ten. I'm sorry. Radio yeah, station, I enjoyed. I, I literally enjoyed doing football on every level. I did high school, you are, college, and NFL. You are the Nick NFL. Cannon of Ohio, man. Yeah, you got this, all these jobs. This dude yeah. came through. <laughs> <laughs> he do. Hey. But look, go back to the joint practice thing. The one thing yeah. I like, the things that I like about joint, is one positive thing that can come out of joint practice. Yes, you get to go up against another defense and you get to find out if your stuff works or not because they are experts at what they're running. So it, obviously, if you run it against a scout team, nine times out of ten, I've been on scout team, they're probably telling you, don't pay attention to this so we can hit that route. Like, that's the type of thing that they do on scout team. When you're going up against another team that's perfected and they run it and that's their bread and butter, obviously they're going to be the experts at it. So you'll find out what the weaknesses or the strengths of that defense is. Mm. So that's what happened yesterday with Kevin Stefanski and his offense. He got to see what the strengths and the weaknesses of what he's calling is. Yeah. And so secondly, the next best thing about it is you're going against for like a, our secondary. Think about this. Our secondary. They're not. They're young. You think about the Eagles secondary, you got Darius Slay, you got James Bradbury. James Bradbury is a great story for people that don't know. James Bradbury, as a rookie, gave up 300 yards to Julio. I thought his career was over. He resurrected his career with the Giants, came back, had a strong season with Philly last year. I think he was all pro last year. So his ups and downs and his trials and tribulations is ridiculous. But think about this. As you get to practice with these guys, and I didn't think that this took place until I actually was in the league. <clears throat> After practice is over, you actually go up to them and you pick their brain. And they actually, like Darius Slay, yeah. he's like one of the coolest dudes. You ask him like, hey, you know, you've been playing, you played for Jim Schwartz, or you've been in this defense, you know, when you playing it, now that I'm in this defense, like tell me what some things you look at and how do you play corner to be successful. And believe it or not, he'll be like, oh, this is exactly what I do, young buck. I do this, yeah. that, that. Look at this. When you see this, this is what's coming. Know that you got help right here. So really what I'm saying is our defense has a chance to pick the brain from a team that went to the Super Bowl that's been under yeah. Jim Schwartz. If they pick their brain right, then they can become that, that type of defense later on. And that's what's yeah. the second positive thing about joint practices. You get to be around these guys that's been the Pro Bowls or all pros, and you get to ask them questions about how they do certain things and how they became successful. Yeah. And believe it or not, they will tell you. By the way, speaking of which, I saw Miles Garrett and I think it was Lane Johnson. Yep. Correct. Uh, working together like after like they were helped, like, you know, schooling each other yeah, a yeah, uh, yeah listen that's that's another thing that I saw them working together yeah um and the, the one thing that I think does translate is up front like up front when you're doing pass rush that's that's translatable because it's just one-on-one -on -one stuff like you're just working your moves yeah working your get off working those things and the thing that that really shined was the fact that Miles Garrett and Zadarius Smith was like un unblockable yeah that's a great part about it. Speaking of Miles Garrett, that brings us to our next topic. I know it's at least my answer, but go ahead, Mike. And before we get to it, I just want to remind the good folk out there that we have two of our best-dressed panelists today on the panel. That is G. Bush and Adam the Bull. So <laughs> if you want to be swaggy like those two for the upcoming Browns season, right, and you want right. a Browns jersey version of what Adam the Bull is wearing today, make sure you head over to Fanatics and use the link, fanatics.com slash UCSS. Get your best Browns gear possible. Be the swaggiest person at your Browns watch party and help us out. 
help UCSS out on the back end. Help us help you is yeah. how we're putting this. So check them out at fanatics.com slash UCSS. And I'm just kidding. Tyvis is actually yeah, yeah, up yeah. there I would, I in the running for with the game. For best McNuggets, I, about to say I, I wanted to we introduce this. We I wanted to have during – since I, be, I the, feel this is going to be a very pivotal week. On That's head. dope. <laughs> it's going to be a very pivotal week, a pivotal year for the, for the Cleveland Browns in this show. I, I propose <laughs> – I propose a dress schedule. I propose we come up with days of the week that represent things we want to wear. Like we could have Jersey Day. You bring your best jersey. Everybody on the does panel. It, does it have to be? Nope. Just well, any G, we got, oh, we got a pack okay. show, G. Let's talk yeah. about this when we don't have five I would like to be called topics. swaggy, though, for real. Yeah, At so some yeah. point, I'd like to be swaggy. Yeah, you are not. swaggy. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Next topic here. I was thinking yesterday, if yeah. you look at the Browns roster in totality, <laughs> obviously, if you lose your quarterback, that's the most devastating position to lose. So take out Deshaun Watson out of this picture. Yeah. Who is the most irreplaceable player on this Browns roster outside of Deshaun Watson? And I want G and Bull to go first because I got your answers before. Yeah. You guys are in unison and Tyvis is not. So I want you guys to yeah. explain your answer. Then I want Tyvis to go, and I can't wait to see your reaction. To guys, Tyvis's you answer. and I talked about this a little bit yesterday. To me, it's easy, and it's Miles Garrett. Um, he is one of the best players in the league. He's certainly one of the best defensive players in the league. They are counting on him for like, we are expecting him. I know I am expecting him to win defensive player of the year this year. Yeah. There's no excuses. He has to be massively <laughs> impactful. I'm, ex I'm, I am expecting as crazy as this sounds. I'm expecting him to, to be, have a chance to break the sack record in the NFL. We talked about it yesterday that he has by far, the most talent around him he's ever had. Not even close. It's like a million times better than he's ever had around him. There is no excuse, and he can be so impactful. Those, the rest of the guys in that D-line are good, but he's the stir that's the stir. He's the straw, the mild straw, that stirs the drink. <laughs> that's it. Without him, it's just a defensive line. With him, it could be a special defensive line, and he's got to lead the way. He makes everything easier for the linebackers. He makes everything easier for the secondary. Every, everybody's job on defense gets significantly harder if Miles Garrett doesn't play. It's that simple to me. I, I think Miles Garrett is one of the players that if he plays if he plays at a certain level, that he can bring back this motto of, well, they got one of the best defenses we've seen, so they got an opportunity. He he's a throwback to to like the Buccaneers, the old old school Buccaneers with Brooks and Lynch and Sap. He's one of the, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed. Uh, you know, Jamie Sharper, you know, Sack Master Terrell. He's one of the Bears were Erlacher and, and, and what's the other uh, what's the other <laughs> linebacker? Back in the day, Mike Singletary? No, no. no more they, they had Erlacher and it was another outside it's linebacker. It's not coming to me. But anyway, they were really good. Tommy Harris was in there. Here's the thing. You talking about the Bears? Yeah, Bears. Lance Briggs? That's it. There you go. Lance Briggs. Lance Briggs. You, Lance? Like he, did his thing. he did his thing. Now, look, if he if he does that, I guarantee that the Browns are going to be in the playoffs and doing it, doing it big because I think that he, he's, he has a chance to break the sack record. I think he has a chance to change games. And now that you guys are Darius Smith, you're not going to be able to run from him. And they got the best defensive tackles that they've, they've ever had. So now look at what you can do when you got a guy like Miles Garrett coming off the edge. And think about it. I think so. I think we've looked at the offense and we've already projected what we think it's going to be. 
But this offense might be ball control. This offense might be dink and dunk. It might be, hey, we're gonna we're gonna run some short routes. We're gonna run a ball with Chubb. We're gonna let Deshaun Watson move his feet, mm. and we're gonna let this defense dominate, and we're gonna let these guys run around. Now, that's probably not likely, but I'm I'm here to say if you lose Miles Garrett, all that's off the table. Like that's just that that you can't replace him. Yeah. And people in Cleveland don't realize Miles Garrett is <laughs> is the best person on the team. Like when it comes to like skill for skill, who did they say? Who are they saying? Is? Well, people would either say him or Nick Chubb. Either him or Nick Chubb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Miles Garrett, because Census is a top <laughs> yeah. three, three to five guy outside of a quarterback. Yeah. So you guys are going Miles both, Garrett. Both going Miles Garrett. Yeah. You're wrong. Whoa. You're wrong because you the the player that if if this player gets hurt, it changes everything. New York. Why tell us? And Joku. No, it's Elijah Mitchell. It's Elijah Moore. I don't know what's wrong with you. What? Elijah Moore changes everything. If Elijah Moore goes, no, listen. If Elijah Moore goes down, this whole offense is messed up because he literally is their number one guy right now. He rides up in the backfield. They have nobody to replace Elijah Moore. This guy's getting like eighty percent of the balls this 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 year. Are you serious? They got a guy who had thirteen hundred yards. What are you talking about? Amari Cooper. Okay. All right. So we just. Had we, 500 yards. They literally season. just put in a whole new offense for this man. Have you not, not for him? <laughs> what have y'all been looking at? He is him now. Y'all, oh, you right. You right. I actually went to camp and watched practice. <laughs> what the heck Tell do I this. know? We just talked for 20 minutes about and you said how practice doesn't mean that much. And now you're did basing. You, did you just watch him in the preseason game? He got two. He got two touches. What happened after he went out? Well, that's another part. <laughs> it's preseason. He got hurt in the first thing. Be, and what happened after that? Mike, <laughs> that was it. We need to call HR and get Tyvis drug tested right now. Okay. Okay. I, mean, I know he doesn't listen, do drugs, but listen, we we really? listen. Let me let me tell you how yeah. I know. All right, Marquise Goodwin is went down, and what have we heard about how impactful that has been on our offense? Why we would anybody had... think it's impactful? He was going to be like the fifth or sixth. Receiver. No, because you don't have nobody to stretch the field, and they said like everything is kind of like dink and dunk. You just said that if you know we have to go back to dinking and dunking. Yeah, yeah we we look like we might. That's, have to. that's the dink and dunker right there. Uh, we might have to. I that's mean, the guy that they're going to dink and dunk to right there. Uh, okay, he's uh, not even the best receiver on the I team. Hear you. Okay. So you would if, if, if you remember, I, wait a minute. Hold on. Wait yeah. a minute. Remember, I remember I said this. Okay. If he goes down, just remember oh what I said. God. Okay. Just saying. I, I'm I, just saying. It's as stunned as I've ever been on this. Show. And defensively, defensively, a guy that if he go, if this guy goes down, he in trouble too. If Juan Thorne, he'll go down. It's, a, it's over. It's over. What? It's over. Do you know these guys' agents? Just telling you. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Y'all listen, say, y'all listen. Say, y'all why, if Juan Thornhill goes down, you have no true post safety back there anymore. So then you go back to having the J3 back there who gets nosy at all the time. Hey, yeah. He's going to be up there and they're going to make plays. Hey, why think Juan Thornhill's more important than Miles Garrett? Yeah. I'll tell you what. Your boy. I think he's more. When, see, this is the thing. I'm not talking about impact in the game. I'm not saying that. Because if that was the case, I would have never said Anthony Walker would have been as huge of an impact as he was, and he got he went out and we seen what happened to that defense. So what I'm saying is a guy, yeah. it, it it's a lot. We seen a guy who what that didn't play the post particularly that well last yeah. year. What happened last year? A lot of plays got made. Well, There's a the lot post. of other things that didn't wasn't good from the Browns uh, too on defense. If Miles Garrett go down, I think they did at least a good job that they wow. could still keep the ship going. 
You know, wow. you still got Sedaris, you still got double O. You got guys that's productive. If he go down, you can't even tell me who his backup is. I, mean, I don't even know what to who, say. Who's his backup? Hickman. Bubba Bolden. Hickman. He got he's injured. He got waived and he's on injured IRL IR. Is Hickman is a guy who's around the football. You're gonna break him down and you're gonna actually bolster my point here, Tyvis. Ronnie Hickman is a guy that can play that post safety. And guess what? He's going to show you why he's good on a telestrator later on. And that's what we call a tease in this industry. Mm. I, I, I might be on stunned right now. <laughs> we, I, I rely on Tyvis having a level head. I'm just telling you. And he's just. If, if Elijah Moore goes down, the offense is, is, he, is in the trash. So you're telling me he's going to he gonna have more touches, more, more uh, receptions, more yards, more touchdowns than, than Amari Cooper? Yeah, probably. He's going to have more touches for sure. 1,000%. What about yours? How many times do you think Amari Cooper gets targeted a game? Nine. Eight, nine. What? <laughs> you think he's going to get eight targets a game? Yeah, yeah. What did Absolutely. he get last year? Close to it, and he's got a better quarterback. I'm on it. Hold up. Yeah, I need to know that. I... He's been out here working with the route guy on the internet. All I know is. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I can't believe oh, you oh, just said Oh, you, if you know, you know. Check him out. He out here dancing. Him. <laughs> he averaged 7.76 <laughs> targets per game. Seven so and three eight. quarters <laughs> targets per game with Jacoby Brissett, mostly. We going to see. Can we get the route guy This on? is a new offense, so we going to see. Yeah, all I know is if Elijah Moore goes down, I don't know who's replacing what he's doing. Because ain't, ain't none of the mother receivers lining up in the backfield. Sure. Ain't none of those. Wa- Shut up. How many Shut times? Sacrilege. Say that again. Hey, how many times do you actually think he's going to be in the backfield per game? Quite often. How many? Especially, re- and particularly, the yeah. red zone. So, how many? You think he's going to average how many running attempts per game? Uh, two. Maybe so, three. So two running attempts per game can't who, be replaced. Who else is going to do it? I don't know. Nick Chubb. <laughs> yeah. Jerome Ford. No, see, it's a difference when Elijah Moore is in there. See, because if Elijah Moore is in the backfield, you even think you don't know if it's run or pass. That's first yeah. of all. Nick Chubb's back there 90% of the time. It's probably a run. So if Elijah Moore is back there. 90% think of, of the time. Think about that's this. That's not true. Think about this. You put yourself, you're a linebacker. Yeah. You're a middle linebacker. You are the Mike linebacker of a defense. You All break right. the huddle. Boom. Yeah. You come out and you're looking for your, your matchup. You in man. You in matchup. And you got Elijah Moore. Yeah. What are you thinking to yourself? Why would a linebacker have Elijah Moore? Who else is going to, if we in 11 personnel, and, or it wouldn't be 11. If we in double O one O one personnel. I don't know what the hell that means. So double one. Zero running backs, yeah. one tight end. Okay. So that means it's four wide four receivers, receivers on the field. Yeah. You're going to have a – why would you still – You you don't take – the mic doesn't leave. But why would the Mike linebacker have – Who else is he going to check? The tight end? Okay. So yeah. so who's going to check? You think the tight so – Well, the, you're not going to – So so who's the I'm safety saying, check? you're going to have three corners on the field. Wouldn't one of those three corners take Elijah Moore? So it's four wide receivers on the field. Oh, I see what you're saying. So there's three – Outside and then Elijah Moore in the backfield. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know, but that's two plays. I mean, I, you know, it's that's two a, plays that, a that, game. That, that, guess how many plays it takes to win a game? Mm-hmm. Making a case for Elijah Moore. He's still nuts. <laughs> look, look, still he, he see where I'm going. He's still nuts. He's still crazy. I'm just because hey, listen, I, 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 I think we hope that Elijah Moore. 
become so important you, that you can't afford to lose him? I take, hope you're this right. This is the last year in fantasy that he'll go less than the third round. What do you think he's going to have? 1,400 yards? That's no, a, I'm just talking about me and my Kool-Aid stats. Highly, highly productive guy. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Yards and touchdowns and receptions. If you get a PPR league. Can't do worse than last year. PPR this, league. Get this man some Kool-Aid, bro, yeah. because this man, I thought it was me. Are you going to take Elijah Moore in like the second round in our fantasy? Draft? No, I'm not. Oh, well, <laughs> there you go. But if he's there in the third. Proof to the pudding. If he's there in the third, I will. <laughs> third round? Mr. Him the third round? Mr. All the touches if in the world. If he's there in the third, I will definitely oh snatch him in the third. Around. All yeah. the yeah, touches. Mike, go ahead. <laughs> we asked the YouTube chat, uh, excuse me, the YouTube community poll, who they thought was the most irreplaceable player on the Browns this year. And this is actually the most surprising answer of them all, not because of who they picked, but because how they got there. And before I tell you the results, I got to tell you who brings us this question. That is our dear friends over at PCC Airfoils. If you looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits, well, PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils at East Lake Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and the signing bonus you can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. So we put this question up on our community tab. And we asked simply, we didn't take out Deshaun Watson. Which player do you believe is the most irreplaceable Brown? Deshaun Watson was a candidate. He only got 43% of the vote. <laughs> Miles Garrett got 54% of the vote. Now, now those people are crazier than Tyvis. Yeah, that's kind of... For the record, Dude. Elijah Moore got 1%. Amari Cooper got 2 And then Deshaun Watson was 43 and then Miles Garrett was 54. Oh that means God. the DTR train is strong and <laughs> in full force. By the way, we, uh, who did you pick, McNuggets? I actually said it was Amari Cooper. I thought it was Amari Cooper. For a lot of the same reasons Tyvis said yeah. Elijah Moore. Yeah. But I think without Cooper, that rod receiver room is talented, but that is completely unproven. And I think you need at least one proven commodity on the yeah. outside. By the way, G and I just spent the last 15 minutes arguing for, for Miles Garrett, but there's no way I'm arguing for over at the shot. No, yeah, no, that's ridiculous. That's insane. <laughs> I, even like, I know that that's egregious. <laughs> <laughs> that's egregious. To say. That should have been 100. Why did y'all not take that, the shot? That should have been 100% Watson. <laughs> now, dude. watch this. This is the conspiracy theory. Yeah. It's because they have that much faith in D.C.R. That you feel like because if he don't play, that's who who they say we can roll with. It's too early to say that. People are freaking crazy. It's too early. Listen, we got to (laughs) listen. Hold on. Wait a minute, Steve. We got to listen. Listen. (laughs) Okay. DTR is a great. He's a great talent. I mean, the guy started at UCLA for five years. When he's been in the game, he's been electric. He's brought this offense some new life. And I mean, he's doing really well. But you always have to take into consideration. <laughs> he is going against the threes, for Christ's sake. Right. It is the threes that he's doing this against. If this is the ones or maybe the twos, and I hear it a little bit. This is the threes. The Hall of Fame game, he came in the second half. That was against the threes. This game, he came in, what, the third quarter. That was yeah. against the threes. So, yeah. it's like, well, I, how are now y'all, he's gonna start this how are y'all saying that? We're going to get a test tomorrow. Why but are then again, so early? But then again, I don't think the Eagles are going to start their starting this, defense. This but. is a poll question. Yeah. Who has more buzz and upside? One oh. Imani Bates? Or DTR? Or <laughs> Woo! That's a good one. I actually that please put that on the phone. That's a great put up right now. But we got to get to our next topic, and it involves Elijah Moore. I'm not sure if you guys caught this quote from joint practices, but I'm going to read it to you. Amari Cooper 
was asked about the duo of him and Elijah Moore. By the way, I Moore. think we should get back, to, do this for two seconds, and then get back to that question he just asked. <laughs> well, I want to see the poll. I want to see. You want to know too? I want to know. So, a reporter asked Amari Cooper about the tandem of him and Elijah Moore, and this was his response. And I quote from Amari Cooper: "Moore is a great compliment to the offense, a great compliment to me. We're going to be a great tandem together. You know, I think about the great tandems like Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce. You know, that's what I think we could be." Yeah, Both obviously that's ridiculous, thoughts. but whatever. <laughs> look, I mean, look, look. It's Amari Cooper being confident. Don't it's dis- fine. It's, don't dismiss it's silly. it. They try to be the greatest show on turf. Yeah, they can't. Why can't they? Because Listen, uh, they we, said- Amari Cooper is what he is. We already know stuff like this all the time. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. I don't know. You know, what, this, you know what this tells me? Yeah. When, when Amari Cooper said that, you know what he told me? How important Elijah Moore was <laughs> to this team. Just saying. He that, thinks uh, Elijah. May, he might yeah. be with you. Ah, <laughs> oh no! Y'all this. was so quick to dismiss it. I'm just yeah. saying, Elijah Moore comes playing a whole part in this offense. That was that was disrespectful. That was disrespectful a little bit. I, I didn't know. Really, I, Isaac Bruce has a, over a thousand catches by himself. Yeah, <laughs> fifteen thousand yards and ninety-one touchdowns. <laughs> what is Amari Cooper's career numbers? I'm gonna look at him. Amari Cooper's career numbers. Yeah. Yes, I have them for you right here. First career. He has 595 catches, 8,236 <laughs> yards, and 55 touchdowns. Hey, stop. How Wait, how many, how many uh, touchdowns does Isaac Bruce have alone? Steve, take 216 full, please. 91. 91. Get him off here. Sorry. Get out of here. Sorry. Disrespectful. But Isaac. that's 16 seasons, hey, though. But look. Amari Cooper's on what? Eight? Nine? Eight? The, the fact, that, this him, the fact nine? that he was able to play 16 seasons. That is receiver. pretty crazy. And, and remember. He made me feel good about remember, my hairline, too. He played and put. Those guys played and put up those stats before. I know they were a big offensive club, but overall, the NFL, you, defensive backs could play a lot harder defense the, in those days. You could just launch yourself at a defenseless oh guy. Just put his helmet right under his Amari chin. Cooper is not as Ooh. not alone is not as good as either of those guys career-wise. Now, Holt, his career is not over yet. But I mean, he ain't kicking us that. I mean, he has 900-something catches, 13,000 yards, 74 touchdowns. Yeah. And he's the, and what he's, year is this for Amari? How many years has he been in the league? This will be his 10th season in the NFL. Dang. He, 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 his, his time is dwindling down. down. What is I lied. This will be his ninth. Sorry. This will be his ninth. He has he no got, way. He got well, how old is he? He's seven 29. more. What do you play? Six seasons? He got seven he more seasons. What do you say? When is he going to be 30? Next June. He just turned 29. Yeah, I mean, he's he got, got two se- good years if left. He got, if he plays for seven more seasons. Seven? He ain't That's 16? <laughs> How many how many receivers play for sixteen? Not a lot no more, but not, that's not the point. The most, the most, wait a minute, wait a minute. Dang. In today's day and age, they should play forever. They yeah, don't have two guys, a days. Look at, they ain't got none of that we, no we, more. We'll be cutting them. We want young dudes. We be Tyvus, cutting them like Look that. at some of the best receivers from five years ago, six years ago. Julio they, Jones. They went off the cliff, all of them. <laughs> Roddy White, Julio Jones. Roddy White was not. Oh, uh, he wasn't that. Stop level. there. Fair, fair. Yeah. But Roddy White has some numbers. Who are? Wait, who are you saying? Like Julio, AJ Green, AJ. Uh, what year? Antonio what year you want? Twenty seventeen. Bring up the bring up the twenty seventeen wide receiving leaders. Antonio Brown led the league in receiving yards. Done. He's still good. To Dunsky. Go. Gone. He's still Julio good to Jones. go. Gone. <laughs> Keenan Allen. Done. He's, he's still done. rolling. Keenan, what you mean? Keenan Allen. He's rolling. He is what do you mean? not elite. He's not elite anymore, but he's still good. <laughs> he's still good. He's still good. DeAndre Hopkins. He's still rousing. DeAndre Hopkins still good. Thank you. Adam Adam's Thielen. Elite, but he's still good. That's all. That's done. over with. That's that? That's Adam over. Thielen. Done. Adam Thielen. Done. done. By the way, he might be the number one receiver on. Who? 
Your boy. Slim? Oh, Slim Mike Thomas is about to have easy he's, play. He's, he's about to be comeback player of the year. By the way, comeback player of the year, Slim way, Michael Thomas. Did you guys know Adam Thielen was on the Panthers? Yeah. Yeah. And did you know he could be their number he's one? He's their number one. Nobody. He's their number one. Oh, they're in trouble. How bad are they? Wait they, a minute. Who opposite him? Terrence Marshall went down, didn't he? he just got I hurt. can't remember who and their other receivers are. They drafted Kashawn Booty from Boutte. Boutte. They got um. That they got DJ Sharp. And their starting running back is not very good. It's, uh, what's his name? Miles Sanders. Uh, he's all right. They got a rookie quarterback. They're going to suck. They're done. Uh, DJ Shark, they also signed as their second receiver. Yeah, he's not. They'll good. never touch them. Yeah, them go numbers, ahead. Them Who's, next? Who's next? Who's uh, next? He's back. After, Adam, after Michael Thomas, is Tyreek Hill still very good? Still great. But he was, the only guys that are still good now <laughs> were all really young at that time. And then you ready for the next three? Yeah. yeah. Fitzgerald. Done. One done. Larry. Marvin Jones Jr. <laughs> Marvin Jones. He's still rolling? What you mean? Rob Gronkowski and done. then number 11, A.J. Green. Yeah. Done. Everybody's done. They're done. Man, listen. Three of them dudes on that list still chugging along. What you mean? Because they were 21, 22. Like, that's right. So what? They, that, so Isaac Bruce started his career off at really I good. I hear you, but never how many years do you think Amari Cooper's still going to be playing at a high level? 15,000. Maybe. Route running is something that has no age limit on it. A.J. Green wasn't a good route runner. He didn't create separation like a Mark. How was how was he going to get to the ninety one touchdowns? Who? How was how was how was Amari? Yeah, I I don't know if he is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just said he's not even the most important. I'm talking about. I'm talking about from a catch standpoint. That touchdown thing, that that listen, that ship has sailed. That's what he needed to be like. Obviously, that comparison seventy right now is ridiculous. And we're just talking about Cooper, Elijah Moore, who we're all optimistic about, especially Tyvis, has done nothing in the NFL yeah, to this he, point. That says he, he was not utilized. Correctly. That's fine, agreed, but he still has done nothing. And how old to is this he? Twenty four. Yeah, I don't know. How old is Elijah Moore, Mike? Uh, give me one sec. Probably twenty four, twenty five. All I'm saying is. Yeah. The, I, the touchdown thing is not going to happen. No. The, yards, <laughs> the, 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 the yards. The yards. The yards. What is he? He's 23. Yeah. How many, how many yards 23? did Elijah Moore have? Nine Elijah Moore is only 23. Elijah, Elijah Moore has 900. I mean, not Elijah Moore. Amari Cooper is going to need 5,000 yards just to catch Holt, let alone Bruce. He ain't getting 5,000 more yards. <laughs> oh, yeah. He won't even get to the 74 that Holt yeah. uh, Wait a minute. He <laughs> averages 1,000 yards a season. You think he's going to have five more 1,000-yard seasons? <laughs> It's possible. It's unlikely. It's possible. And they're trying to, they're trying Listen, what if, what if yeah. the next two years yeah. he get 1,500 yards? That's, that's okay. Well, then he's got a shot. All yeah, right. That's so, that's so this is unlikely, though. He said, start it no, no, no. now. No, no, no. See, start it now. How many, yeah. how many, how many does, I think you said he has. Like <laughs> he's never had 1,500 yards. He's never had 1,200. He's never had 1,200. You so want to get 1,500 Chill out. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not getting Let's that. All right, Mikey. What do we got next? We got Dave Richard coming up in a sec. Yeah. And we'll get to what him. What time's Dave we wanna, on? At 12. Oh, okay. So while we're doing that, do we want to revisit the question G asked? We have over yeah. multiple hundreds of votes. Oh, yeah, in yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the, go ahead. On this. Uh, let me do a fast review quick people while are we prisoner get in the moment. So as much hype Imani Bates base got, right? I bet you DTR is ahead of him. I will do that one sec. First, moment, though, we have a super chat I have to read. Tyvis, you tweeted about Madden yesterday. We have a super chat from Jay Daniels who says, how large of a super chat do I have to make to play Tyvis in Madden? Tyvis, what's your number? You play Madden? Um, 25 cent. You play Madden? 
I played it. So listen, this is the thing. I used to, when I was in college, from the time I was about six years old to the time I got to the NFL, I played Madden all the time. Like, that was the only game that I played. And then what happened? I got to the NFL and I stopped playing Madden because hey, once you do football all day, you don't want to come home and then do football. on. So the you played MLB The Show? I did play that, but mm-hmm. I played 2K and Call of Duty. Yeah, As okay. of recently, every, all of my friends has been like, we about to play Madden again. So uh, I bought the new Madden and I played it yesterday. Um, and it's literally the same game. Yeah. It's the same game that I played in college all of those times. And I'm like, yeah. so y'all, so EA Sports is literally just taking the same game. Go ahead and preach to it. And putting it back out, putting, updating the rosters and yeah. putting it back out there because it's no different. But they took out all the good stuff like the Tony Bruno show. I'm they took shocked. Out- EA Sports is committing grand larceny right now by what they doing with this. It, it is literally the same game. Oh, really? I that, cannot believe you it. You can't do stadium <laughs> relocations. You can't change the price of your, your, your concessions. The draft is trash. I don't even see. I didn't do it. I got it. Yeah. I got it. Went straight online. I played. I played against the Ravens. I was the Cowboys, and I. One by fourteen points. You still th- people still throwing jump balls every every play. He was trying to do that with Odell. Uh, like my user game is crazy, <laughs> crazy user picks. So yeah, I play. I'll be down to play. You know, I play somebody go. in the chat. Mikey? It don't matter. Send me your gamer. Hey, you got it. Wait a minute. Is it cross play now? I think so. And I know Earl. <laughs> we're gonna get Earl and Tyvis to play, and we're gonna make content out of that. So. Hey, but I also heard um, some of the reviews. It's the same commentators. They literally send the same commentary that they say don't say it on twenty three. Anthony just showed me a <coughs> They literally copy and paste the the entire Damn. thing. Hey, uh, e, what is it? Two K Sports. They need to go get some NFL license and go make us a real football game. NFL, stop playing around. And by the way, Tyvis did not tell the real story. As a married man, <laughs> every wife intrinsically hates the game. And, and you get you get you you. Have That's to- a lie. Cause my wife will play Call of Duty. You got a prorated. You got a prorated amount you can play though. No. If you ain't done, you done your chores, Tyvis. You <laughs> I told you what you was gonna do. I, I do my, my my son plays right, <laughs> and so I'll play with him sometimes. He plays like this Star Wars game he's been playing. I don't know, but we play MLB the Show sometimes, and we played Madden a couple of times. Mm-hmm. But I don't play. I don't play a lot. I was never a big video game guy. Uh, I, I am like. I might be the greatest 2K player to ever play this. And Call of Duty, I just started, like, getting back into Call of Duty again. And I still got I had a 16. I had a 16-body dub the other day. So I have no idea. I what swear to God, I had 16 kills. Earl, Earl's calling Cap. That's, that's, that's why would I lie? Yeah, why would lie. I lie? See, and I'm not talking resurgence. I'm talking like yeah. the regular Royale, Bondale, 16 the, body dub. Royale. You know what I'm saying? Time, it's your mic. Did you play NFL 2K5? Yeah, with two with Tory or uh, uh, Terrell Owens on the. Yeah, that, that was the best one. That was the best one. It wasn't even close. Yeah. Far the best. They had the one where you can see through the helmet and you could play like the whatever that mode was called. It was mainly useless, but it was cool. <laughs> All right, Mike. What else you got? Anthony, got, hey, oh, listen. Poll. We got Anthony. Poll. Anthony and Earl is mad at me because Why? they want to play Call of Duty, but when they on, I'm not on. Yeah. Or vice versa. But well, they don't. They, they don't believe that I'm good. Like I ain't got like oh. a bunch of dubs. Like I'm really like that. And so Anthony and Earl, are you guys? Do you guys play all the time together? Pause. No, we've never. <laughs> that is I don't, a pause. I don't play Call of Duty anymore. <laughs> it's a pause. Oh. 
Well, I'm glad that's what you were referencing, Bull, and not something else. <laughs> yeah. I play every now and then. I'm nice, though. I'm nice. I know uh, Tyvee said Mrs. Powell's nice. Tell her, come see me. Come see me. Pause. <laughs> Two in a row. Third strike, you're out. Get it together, fellas. My wife liked that. And my wife likes she catch some bodies on the war zone. Oh, <laughs> That's three. What are you guys doing? Is this intentional? Is this intentional? Is this intentional? <laughs> like, I think that was. That, that had to be. That was. It was too perfect. Yes. Mike, what are the results of the poll? We got to hear this. So, we'll, Dave Richards joining us in literally two minutes. So, okay. all right, we, 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 we will do. We actually may make this a full topic on Friday if DTR plays well. No, I'm not oh here Friday. Goodness. I got to be here for that. Oh my goodness. Well, we'll save this. But yeah. before I tell you the results of the chat, we had 394 votes in 15 minutes on the poll. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think the results came out to be? I'll say 60-40 DTR. I'm gonna say. This 70 30 Monty Bates. And Monty Bates reigns supreme 65 35. And Bull, you won DTR 67%. Wow! Prisoner of the Monty Bates, thing of the past. Monty Bates was was him. 60, yeah, he was. He was. Yes, he was. (laughs) And now he's not him anymore. So what 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 does the poll say? Two thirds (laughs) went for DTR. 67 to 33. G Bush, we'll do this full topic either. Friday I feel like Monday. we need to have a conversation. Like a topic should be: if you had to bet, <laughs> wow, a, thou- a million dollars. Oh, crazy. which one? Who is most likely? Who is the better player in their sport five years from now? That's a good. That's a good one. That's a now. Good one. Amani Bates has the advantage because he's more likely to get an opportunity. Yeah, at least sooner. Well, I can tell you, what I can tell you it's it's two million reasons why Josh Dobbs going to be the backup this year. Well, we know that, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, Amani Bates might play in the NBA right. this year. Yeah. The chances of DTR starting a game for the Browns are almost nil. Slim to none, yeah. Yeah, yeah if he if he come, But I'm going to tell you what. If he come in and have to play and he's good, they're going to go crazy. They're going to start the season off with that. I mean, they were talking Josh Dobbs as the starter last year. Yeah, right. Bush, I, I've told you guys yeah. off air, and I'm not even sure I'm confident saying it on air, what my dream scenario for content is this season for the Browns. And it's even better with DTR than it would have been for Dobbs. Right, oh, 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 Lord. No, I'm not going to say it. I'm not, not going to put it out in the world. Right here. <laughs> if I say it out loud, they'll kill oh, me. I don't will. want it to happen. Yeah, I'm not will. even going to manifest it. I'm just saying content-wise. You guys know what I'm talking about. That would be the yeah. dream content scenario. Uh, we got Dave on the line. Let me make sure I get a mic check. We'll bring yeah. David in a second. Boy, I, I, I need guarantee you, to fill you at least a seconds. quarter of our audience thinks DTR would be a good starting quarterback right now. At least a quarter of our audience. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I think Donovan Mitchell would be a great first baseman. <laughs> yeah, that's so crazy. Mighty Bates and DTR got more hype than Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> 